and be sure to access the link in this episode for access to all its giving content. Welcome back to another episode of It's Giving, where we discuss all things TV and film. This is your host, Brandon the Introvert, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about Atlanta, Season 4, Episode 4, Light-Skinned, 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 Light-Skinned. Yeah. So, uh, I'm feeling crusty today. I like, do y'all like my little orange? This was definitely not planned because, um, you know, now it's October, Halloween season. I really love, 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 love Halloween. I'm actually, as of this video, I'm actually going to post a little October watch list and it's definitely Halloween spooky related. So I'll be posting that on the um, Instagram. I need to post that on Twitter as well. I didn't post the September watch list on Twitter, but I need to post that on Twitter. Yeah, I'm feeling a little crusty today. It's been raining for the past almost week or so. I don't know. I've just been feeling bad. I had like an eye infection and shit. Like it's just been a hot, it's been a hot mess. But Y'all are here to hear about Atlanta, not my, not me. So anyway, uh, yeah, so the title episode is Light Skinned It, and it is written by Stephanie Robinson and directed by Hiro Morai. But I would say this was probably one of my most favorite episodes, especially this season so far, but in the series as a whole, because I feel like it was very, very relatable. I personally grew up in a very Christian household. So to kind of see that black traditional upbringing with Ern and his parents and his aunties and to have his, you know, that black traditional side, those black traditional dynamics played out. It was very, very familiar to me. So for me, it was really, it was like palpable. I was able to like, just feel everything in this episode as if I was in it. My family wouldn't do no crazy stuff like take, well, not in that way. <laughs> At least not in that way. They wouldn't take, a, you know, our grand, well, I don't have any grandfather, but, but take a elder of our family and just drive off like that. Um, It was a very familiar episode for me. So I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Without further ado, let's get into it. So. As I said before, this, we get a family episode. We get, it's not about Al, it's not about Ern, it's about the family dynamics present in, shit, their family. We have the opening scene, they're getting ready for church, Ern and his parents. Uh, the father, though, is going out to the mall. He's retired now, he's not dealing with them. And it's interesting, I feel like the father of at least Black families at least the ones that aren't active, active in the church. Like I feel like by the time, especially by retiring age, by the time they get into their sixties, sometimes maybe even fifties, but definitely sixties, they just don't go to church. He, I don't know if he usually went to church before, but he's off to the mall. He's retired. He's doing his old dad thing. So I, I just noticed that like, I feel like black daddies don't be going to church anymore after a certain age like you know what i mean you just usually see their wives at church and still doing it as if it was just another sunday but Ern is going to church with his mom and the mom 
we don't think anything of it at first, but the mom decides to take her car. She claims that Earn's car is too small, which for me surprises me because Earn got money now. So I would imagine his car, and we I feel like we've seen his car. It's not etched in my brain, but I feel like the car was definitely large enough. Like, I feel like it was nice enough, large enough. So, you know, but, you know, nobody's thinking twice about it. Fine. You know, we'll take your car. We see the mom. uh, She says she has to pick up her sister, Aunt Jeannie, and their father, their father, uh, who is Ern's granddad. But she starts to talk to Ern about how Jeannie is crazy, is a hoarder, has the grandfather just, the well, their dad, locked up, no, doesn't let anybody visit them. And honestly, not to get too much into my family stuff, but I feel like not just my family, but like a lot of people's family, we all have that one aunt or uncle, usually aunt, who's the caretaker of an elder family member. And sometimes they get a little too controlling I don't know if it's because since they're the ones caretaking, they feel they have that type of power to do that. And especially like some people might, you know, black families, we do not like people, more so the elders do not like it when people critique them on anything. So it might be a part of that as well. And we see Jeannie kind of has this not holier than thou, but I'm better than you attitude. Like you can't tell her anything, but she can tell you everything. Earn's mom basically goes, Earn's mom, Gloria, goes into just saying like, Jean's crazy. I'm going to take, (laughs) I'm going to take granddad from her and just calmly puts it like that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to take him. Now we're in the mall and we just see it's completely empty. The father on the phone with a friend talking about paid time off, how he used to do you know, these PTO tricks when he was working, he's just calm. He's in a state of kind of serenity, goes into the mall, very empty. One of the first ones there besides the people that work there, it seems like. So then we see Ern's mom picks up Jeannie and the granddad and granddad just chilling in the back. And Jeannie kind of does this, this is this weird energy, like, interrogates Earn like oh you finally coming to church huh well you know how's your basically how your baby mama and how your baby Lottie good you going to church because you know you could pray for forgiveness for having the baby mama van living in sin and stuff it's just very hostile very like girl like she's definitely the crazy auntie like we definitely see it uh, at first, you know, we don't know any of Ern's family members besides his parents and his Uncle Willie and, of course, Al. And then the flashback, the FUBU flashback with Al's uh, mother, Lorraine. So we don't know too much. But Gloria, she seems like a sensible person. So you could, I trusted her when she said Jeannie was crazy. And then we saw for ourselves, Jeannie is crazy. So by the time they pull up to the church... Jeannie and Ern gets out and the mom just takes the granddad and just zooms off. They think that she's about to park or I don't, I I think they're confused. They don't know what she's going to do. I think they're assuming that she's just going to park. Ern obviously got the hint. So he kind of knows what's up, but he's not going to say shit. That's his mom. And it's, 
the family shit, he don't want to get further and further into it. So he just keeps it quiet. And the aunt and urn goes into the church. And in the service, we see this liturgical dance. And that brings me back to, damn, I forgot the name of the episode. But with Van, where she loses her job as a teacher and the boy in the white face is staring. But the white face liturgical dancers brings me back to that. But that is an actual tradition. That is like a thing. But it just brought me back to that. I thought it was some scary shit that was about to pop off. So that kind of got me kind of nervous. But anyway, so Aunt Jean's trying to figure out, like, where's your mama earn? What is she doing? She has the handicap sticker. So it should be in and out for her in terms of, like, finding a spot, finding a place and what have you. And Jeannie kind of suspects something is up. Earn then goes to the bathroom because he know he he feels that like he feels that you know she's about to go off and he calls his father for some consult, but his father is just like, look, I've been dealing with this family for about thirty years now. This is my time. This is my space. This is my peace. I figure it out, you know. And I feel like I mean giving that responsibility to your son and your son, we can assume earn at least the character of earn is definitely maybe like early 30. So honestly, you can figure it out by yourself. And I, I, I was actually for, I was for the father, like just saying, this is my time. Don't bother me. You, you'll, you'll be fine. I've been dealing with them. You can deal with them for a day. So I, I I'm, I'm a, I'm in agreement with that. So as Ern goes out of the bathroom, Aunt Jeannie's already waiting for him. And she knows, she could just feel like something's up. And she basically surmises that, you know, Gloria stole dead. You know, Gloria stole dead from us. And, well, at least from her. And what the hell is going on, Ern? What's going on? Where's your mom? Where's dad? Where, like, what's going on? And, you know, Ern is trying to, like, brush it off, trying to, you know, just give her some bullshit, pretty much. And the uh, the mom, Aunt Jeannie, is just like, no, I see right through it. Where are you about to go? And Ern lies and says, the studio. And she's just like, so? And he's like, so? And she's like, so? And then he's like, so? And then she's like, so I'm going with you, you know? So there's a, I, I, I forgot to look up the actress who plays on Jeannie, but she was funny as hell. Like, I feel like a lot of the beats that she, the comedy beats that she had, like she got that spot on and like, especially playing like a frantic, nervous ass auntie. And I feel like we all have that crazy auntie who's like that, who's just like, she got it really down pack. And I feel like her performance really took the episode and like really helped us like get into the episode. You know what I mean? Like everybody else's performance was good, but I feel like she was definitely like the focal point, like the energy of the episode. So shout out to her. I'm gonna look your name up, man. So the dad is still perusing the mall. I believe he has to get a phone with some night vision or whatever. So he has his own little errands. He's brushing off all the mall sale people that's trying to get him to buy shit. Like, no, no, no. Until he stumbles upon this hat lady. And she's like, 
I guess, Mediterranean-y, whatever, spicy white. And he stumbles upon her. And at first he says no, but then she gives him, like, kind of like the most basic compliment in the book. Like, ooh, sir, you have a very, you know, I'm just ma- I'm just ad-libbing, but, like, yeah, you have a nice-shaped head. Like, you know, you would really be able to look real nice in these hats. Like, you know, you probably get that all the time. Like, that type of shit. Like, like, come on, come on. And he fell for it. He fell for it. And she was able to stop him in his tracks. So now we're at the studio. Earn. We see, first we see Al and Gunna, which I was just like, ah! Anyway, Al is playing Uno with Gunna. And it's a very cute scene. I was really happy to see him and and I feel like in terms of rappers on the show rappers in terms of rappers on the show we've had definitely the Migos there's not too many there's not too many guest appearances by rappers on the show and I feel like they're very intentional about that too I'm trying to think a lot of rapper references you got Earl like using his voice for Blue Bud but there's not too many rappers. So I was really like happy to see Gunna that you know on the show in this episode. So they're playing Uno, whatever, they hear a commotion. Al immediately pulls out his gun. And it turns out it's Ern and Anjini arguing. As soon as they go through the studio doors, Anjini's like, everybody get out. This is a family matter. Get out, get out. You know, of course, everybody respects her and leaves. I really love the scene where she compliments Gunna's uh, earrings. What'd she say? She was like, those are nice earrings, baby. And he's like, thank you, ma'am. She's like, "Mm mm-hmm. I don't know if that was, I feel like that was, it was given, it might've been an ad lib or improv, but I really live for it. I really love that part. It, I don't know what it, I, I don't know why, but it just did a lot. It just did a lot for me. So she's still chewing urn out. Once she gets everybody out, um, she didn't even have to ask Al. Al basically said, is this about, you know, Aunt Gloria taking, you know, granddad pretty much? And so he basically, Al lets loose that, yeah, like he's he's in on it already. And she just feels like this whole family's trying to conspire against me. Like, what the hell? I'm going to call up my siblings. So she calls up, I guess, Pearl. Uncle Willie, Cat Williams. I was really happy to see Cat in there. And Gloria, she gets all of them in a little conference call. And she's basically trying to get them to go against Gloria, saying, you know, Gloria took dad from me, et cetera, et cetera. Like, how could she do this? Y'all never stand up for me. Y'all never stick up for me. How are y'all going to take her side? And it's like, we don't take your side because you evil and crazy, lady. And she just she doubles down and just says, Y'all don't like me because I'm light skinned. And then all of them just started cracking up laughing. Like the fact that she would even think it's all based on some jealousy of her being light skinned and this has gone on since she was little is very absurd. And she even tries to say, like, y'all never we could assume Keisha, I believe, is her daughter or, you know, someone related to her, but uh, she tried to say y'all didn't support her in college, and Aunt Pearl says they all did, and just everything she says is just very 
unfounded and has no base or anything, no truth, anything. And then she really doubles down and starts saying, like, you know, daddy had kids all across. And Gloria is just upset that he just forgot about her. And even though he had all these kids, he always remembered them, but always forgot about her. And it's like, I don't know what tension is going on. I don't know if she's right. I don't know if she's wrong. But you could tell it struck a chord with Gloria and she hung up. And Pearl, one of the aunts, basically called Jeannie evil for just, like, going there with her. Because it was like, why are you, like, why are you hurting her like that, you know? And then the call just completely hangs up. Right before Willie asked for $800, and she completely hangs up the call after that. Mm. So, Ern's dad is still trying out hats. And the hat lady, they, you know, after they tried out several hats, the hat lady is just like, you know what? I have a special hat that we haven't sold yet, but special hat, special person. I feel like you would be perfect for it. Obviously, I mean, at least from what I'm thinking, they probably don't have that hat in display because it wasn't selling. And she knew the sucker that he is was probably going to buy it because she basically has him in the palm of her hands. So she starts to preface this special hat. Now we're back in the studio and we see the police are there. Uh, Jeannie called the police on Gloria and she demands that they do a wellness check. So they ask Ern for his phone to call his mother and uh, for them to ask her questions about like what's going on. You know, can we speak to the father? So they get in touch with Gloria she gives the phone to her father and they just do a check. Like, do you know where you, I mean, do you know, you know, are you in danger? And he's like, I'm not in no danger. Do you know who you're with? Yeah, I'm with my daughter, Gloria. And at, at that moment, it was kind of like touching, like even Al and Ern looked at each other like, oh, he does remember her. I don't know if they truly know he might have some type of dementia or has forgotten about Gloria or, you know, they believe Jeannie. I don't know, but they just look surprised that he knows what's going on. And, you know, he's passing all the little questions until they ask, do you know where you're at? And he's like, yeah, I'm in Egypt. We've been here for two weeks. And then, you know, of course, Gloria takes the phone. It's like, okay, officers, bye. And Jeannie's just like, oh, that's enough proof. Like, you see that? You see that? Like, that's enough proof for her that he's not in her right mind. Gloria's taking advantage of that. And she's right all along. So, you know, that was a pretty, it was a moment. And we see Jeannie's just, she's just going crazy. She's going crazy. You could tell the cops, they're just like, they, they obviously, I feel like are viewing her as just a frantic woman that probably doesn't know much that she's saying. And know that, I feel like they're not going to be able to solve this problem because it seems like a delicate issue. And I feel like it's obvious that this isn't a quote unquote, like kidnapping, a theft. This is some family shit, you know? So now we we're back at the mall and the dad tried on this hat. It's like this fedora looking hat is red. It's, it got that uh, little gold heart. I mean, gold heart, gold cross on it. It's very gaudy, in my opinion, but for a black uncle-looking nigga, like, that's in his 60s, 
it's you know it kind of fits you know it fits but it's very like it's a little obnoxious but it fits like an old black man in his 60s as soon as he gets the hat he's walking around the mall looking you know very confident strutting and we hear kids come out of nowhere like there's kids running through the malls now he looks at the food court the food court is completely packed he wasted this whole entire time with the hats instead of getting the phone and now he's missed his peace time pretty much so he's just looking at like down uh, at the food court in horror so then he tries he goes to lower level he tries to leave but then he comes across these group of teenagers and basically one of them comes up and roasts him pretty much on his head, just how he's looking, like really tears down his confidence and basically asks to get a picture with him to the point where it gets kind of weird where he gets like on his knees and starts begging. Not like a please, please pops. He's just like, please pops. I'm on my knees pops. You know, I won't get off my knees until you do it. Like, it was just getting a little awkward, a little weird. So the father basically relents and uh, lets Kim take a picture uh, of him and the other kid for Instagram. And it was just very embarrassing, very disrespectful to the father. And just weird. It was just a weird vibe. And I feel like Atlanta does a good job of like making you think something more is going to happen because really anything could happen on Atlanta. So... Who knows? I, I don't know if they were going to jump him. I don't know what they were going to do. They just was definitely out for um, blood, not actual blood, but just out to tear that man down. So we see we see the police are still there. Jeannie is still with the police. She's outside with the police now. Ern and Al are inside just looking out and I was giving shit about Earn, giving shit to Earn about the situation. Like, damn, like, why'd you bring him here? You know, blah, 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 blah. Earn is like, well, it was going to be here regardless, like, eventually. But Earn basically says, like, I don't want to keep arguing like this the way in which, like, our aunts and, you know, just their whole family, that, that side of the family, like, just argues with each other and just has this dysfunction and just lives with that dysfunction and just keeps it pushing with it and just views that as normal. So Earn makes a statement that he does not want to be that way, which I think is important in terms of, because I do feel like this season is about the character's inner development, but especially we see now Earn's development as who he wants to be in the future as a man. Now we see as a family member uh, uh, as a father, etc. So I think that was a very important note to take in. So, you know, there's genie is still with the cops pretty much. And they got to find a way to escape her because now she's getting really like Karen, very white lady, you know, she's light skinned, but, uh, she's acting like a light skin, light skinned it right now. And, Al asks one of the ladies at the the front of the studio, like, is there a, a secret way, like, can that we can you know escape from our aunt? Like, what's going on? So there actually is, and it's called the Schmurda exit. Apparently, Bobby Schmurda would use the studio and use that exit way to escape the FBI, his baby mamas, and 
it didn't work for him, but the lady says it could work for y'all. Now, what y'all have to do is go out from the little seg uh the little uh exit, and you can see if Aunt Jeannie literally just turns a little clockwise, she would be able to have a, a good vantage point of them, like directly. But the lady at the desk says, like, you cannot look back. That's how it works. You you cannot look back. You have to just keep going and keep it pushing. And I feel like that's a throwback to the emergency exit in episode one in this season, how they just had to keep going, keep going, keep going forward. Like, just keep going forward. Don't think about, like, backtracking. Don't think about what's behind you. If you want to escape, you want to exit, you have to look forward. And they actually don't look back, and we see they're able to escape. Now, now we're at outside of a restaurant. The Ern's father pulls up, and he takes off his hat. He just looks very defeated. You could tell his confidence is just completely stripped from him, from those kids, from those boys, the teens. And he just goes in. He just His day is ruined. He don't get the mall experience that he wanted. He didn't get the phone that he wanted. You know, he fell victim to the hat lady, fell victim to the teens. Like, his day was just shit. So uh, now, after that, we see the whole family's just eating. And as they're about to get the bill, the mom forgets. Oh, my God, that's such a older mom, older auntie thing to do. They forgot the bread. You know, I mean, honestly, that isn't a big deal, but to say, like, we need the bread. They didn't give us our bread. I mean, you know, I just feel like it's an auntie thing, like, to to really be, like, make it a, a thing to get the bread and not just be like, you know, just let it go. Maybe they can give us a piece or two, but just let it go. But, of course, she's like, we paid our money just like everybody else. We're going to get our bread. And... She calls the waiter, you know, thanks, you know, let's get the bill, but you also forgot the bread. And the waiter goes, says like, you know, I have to ask our manager because normally we don't do that. And she's just like, well, y'all forgot it. So why would it be an issue? And they kind of go back and forth because it's just like, okay, why are you giving us such a hard time by getting the bread until the father just does like, like, damn it, give us the damn bread. And like, the, shuts up the waiter you could tell like the day just pretty much culminated in that like eruption pretty much and the guy goes and get the bread and the father just like these damn disrespectful kids you know and he settles it like that and he says you know anybody want a red box like let's do red box tonight and then the granddad's just like yeah so that was like a funny, like a funny period to end out this whole episode. Just, I feel like there was no lesson to be learned besides just like looking at, I know y'all heard that, my damn siblings upstairs. But I know, I feel like there's no strong lesson to be taken besides like just that generational lens of seeing the, how the family dynamics can continue and how you might have the power to just stop it and just like either be neutral, step aside, or kind of change it. I feel like overall, though, it was about family, Ern's family, but I feel like in this case, it was about Black family. Uh, I've read that 
uh, Donald Glover wanted to make Atlanta just basically about how it feels to be black. And I feel like in this case, he got his spot on <laughs> with just the black family dynamics. I feel like a lot of black families were just very dysfunctional in our own way. You could even go back to Trini to the Bone where uh, the Trini family was, I forget the uh, the nanny's name, but was it Sandra says something with the S? But anyway, how they were grieving over in that way. And we see there was just a lot of family trauma and just family upset still lying with the family and to the point where they all get in an argument. But it's, I mean, it's normal. It, it, it's normal. It's normal. It's not nothing bad. It's just, that's just how our families be. But like I said before, it's just important to realize that Earn wants a change. Like he doesn't want the same shit to continue. And this is just another piece of evidence that he is willing to do the work to make the changes that he wants. But besides that, it was just a lot of great moments. The gun and earring, Aunt Jeannie, Cat Williams in it, uh, seeing Earn's family. I just feel like, like I said, it was a very familiar episode. It was a very familiar episode, which made it one of my favorites. I don't know. I'm trying to think, is there anything else to say? Like Darius and Van weren't in this episode. I feel like it was like a, like a very straightforward type of uh, a straightforward episode. It was a straightforward episode. I love the actor who uh, is on the wire. He plays was he the mayor? I feel like he was the mayor. He was definitely a politician, but the one that's like she, she, she. That's an art. I thought it would be easier than it was, but that's an art. But overall, another, this is a great episode. Episode three was all right. Episode two was cool. I liked episode one. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward. We got six more episodes. Ooh, that looked crazy. We got six more episodes. We have six more episodes to go. We are nearing the mid-season episode. Like, we're already almost halfway. I just feel like this season has just calmly just been moving forward, just under the radar. I feel like not a lot of people have been talking about it or besides like Atlanta, Atlanta fans, but people will catch up in the next two, three, four years. I think people will catch up. I feel like Atlanta is just not that type of show where it's going to be all this huge flashy promo this sensationalist kind of storylines like it's not it's not uh it's not a drug type of show where it's like it's just a lot of fun you're having a blast you know what's going to happen next you kind of have that continuity what's going to happen next in terms of like uh like the last storyline is it going to continue blah 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 like it's not like that it's not one of those big major shows where it's just like it just takes you on a, a fun ride but sometimes those fun rides just lack substance and i feel like atlanta is a show that has a lot of substance so usually shows that do have that aren't necessarily like fun to watch all the time you know it takes you in a lot of different ways of thinking you could be scared you could be happy you could be sad 
Um, and it's just a weird abstract show. So I just feel like because of that, it's just, it's not a easily marketable show because you really have to watch the show to understand what's going on. You can get a trailer, but it's not going to do it justice because everything is so separated. So I really hope Atlanta gets the justice that it deserves in terms of viewership and just not just viewership, but just analysis and like just people talking about it and discussing about it, black people discussing about it. Cause this is for us. I, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about the next episode with y'all be on the lookout, be on the lookout for other content that we had going on. The link is in the description. That's all I got to say. That's all folks. Damn, I'm crazy. <laughs>